This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Tomatino, here with Dom Fierro and Chris Moore. What is up, everyone? We are deep into the NFL season, week 15. How is everyone feeling tonight? Doing great, man. Just just came from my uh, from my Sixers losing to the Brooklyn Nets at home. <laughs> another, uh, another doozy from Spencer Dinwiddie, 39 points. Uh, so I'm doing just great. Well, I was indirectly involved in that uh, basketball game as I've lost money on a Philly team once again. So thanks, Philly Sports. Really appreciate it. Could have told you not to bet on us, but it's your own fault. I think right now is a bad time for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's well. I mean, you can forget about Nova. They stink. They just <laughs> lost the pen last night. The Flyers Phillies. are as mediocre as ever. Phils are making some moves, so, you know, there's that. Oh, yeah. Over, let's overpay for, let's overpay for Andrew McCutcheon. Overpay, but still a nice player. I mean, we need <laughs> someone better. I'm done watching Oduble Herrera out there. Cutch is a good player. Cutch is a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, he's obviously not what he used to be, and we overpaid. But I'd rather overpay for him than Carlos fucking Santana. Pardon my French. Yeah, well, yeah, the, Philly, the Phillies are actually making some decent moves. I, yeah, we're making – yeah. The, Ray, the Rays made the move of the week so far, signing Charlie Morton. The oh, Yankees, that's not a bad move. That's a nice the, signing. The Yankees had I mean, the trade. I, mean, I missed that one. Yankees with the trade rumor of the week. Oh yeah, what is it again? It's uh, Syndergaard it's to the Duhar and Duhar isn't he? Doesn't he have to be in it? And Duhar to the Marlins. That's right. With somebody from the Mets, and then Real Muto to the Mar to the Mets. And winter meetings heating up. Wasn't today the last day? Yeah, Yanks signed Jay Happ. No big deal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was going to come back to Philly. Nope. Oh, I'm pissed about that too. Ugh. He was a beloved Phil. All right, all right. Enough baseball. <laughs> we still got football to play this season. Three more weeks. Do we? Uh, oh. Yeah. What's up, Morris? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do we? Uh, just because, you know, no more Eagles. But, of course, we still got our our, our DFS. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so uh, for this week, um, the NFL just loves having two random Saturday games here towards the end of the season. The Saturdays, it makes zero sense, but whatever. We'll just roll with it. Um, we're going to do the Sunday into Monday games only um, for our lineups. So, uh, yeah, we'll get started on that. Start with Dom, quarterback this week. Who's slinging that rock? I love Lamar Jackson this week against the Bucks, 5,900. He's getting, you know, he's throwing the ball a little bit better now. He had two touchdowns over, you know, through the air. Uh, I think he's the pick of the week, especially 5,900, as he is cheap. You know, he's a middle of the pack. Well, not really middle of the pack, but, you know, he's probably the fifth or, you know, well, seventh or eighth best QB, you know, based on salary this week. But, I mean, he's just, he's turned that Ravens team into a playoff contender, and they might very well win the division. Uh, you know, so I think he is definitely one guy to look for. And then, um, you know, Tom Brady, I would say, too. He's at 5,900, and I know the Steelers are, you know, decently good defense, but they're falling apart. And 
I feel like anytime, like we kind of talked about last week when you can get, or a few weeks ago, you can get Aaron Rodgers at however much money. You know, he's at 5,900 also. And I feel like you have to take almost, almost take Tom Brady at 5,900 against the Steelers. Yeah, I, uh, I like your Lamar pick better. Um, Brady, I mean, you know, you can never go wrong. It's not, you know, not a crazy price at 59. But Lamar, I think, great value at 5,900. People are sleeping on him now. Um, and I think you should. He could really do last week going into Kansas City and nearly pulling out that win. I mean, you could argue, I mean, if it wasn't for that unbelievable play by Mahomes, one of the plays of the year on fourth down the hill, I mean, the Ravens walk out of there with the win. Um, still gets a little careless with the ball sometimes. You know, he fumbles. Um, he can hang in the pocket a little bit. But he kind of he hangs in the pocket and makes throws. He does it, like, right before he's about to get drilled. And, you know, it doesn't kind of – does that little sidearm flip thing, but it works. Um, yeah, he made some – Last week, I like that pick. Obviously, going against you know a shoddy Tampa Bay defense, they've been crap all year. Um, actually, played well against New Orleans in the first half last week, but then second half were properly exposed. Um, I think Lamar's gonna have a big week for the uh, I mean, yeah, the Ravens are surging. I think that's that's a good pick, yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, um, getting the nod, the official nod as the starting quarterback. Um, yeah, he's just he's he's a dynamic player. He makes throws when he really has to. Um, I mean, he is turnover prone, which is like sort of his problem, but that's what you're going to get with a guy that wants to hold on to the ball, you know, instead of like throwing it away. So he's trying to make a play. Most of the time he does. So he's dynamic when he gets out of the pocket and runs. Um, he'll throw that occasional touchdown. And his rushing points is what really is just dynamic, you know, what you can use in DraftKings. I mean, he put up some solid numbers last week. Didn't throw particularly well, but he didn't really have to. Yeah, I mean, this is that's why I really didn't understand the whole talk becoming a uh, you know wide receiver. You know, after when they were talking about the draft, is how he would never play QB. You need to tramp, you know, get to become a wide receiver, make it in the NFL. This guy is, I mean, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Obviously, we all, we all know that, uh, but he makes so many plays, and you know. Every different, you know, every play could be a different way he makes it. Whether it's through the air on his leg, you know, with his legs, uh, you know, an option RPOs. Now we see all that. Now, you know, he's just such a dynamic quarterback that it's almost stupid not to pick him against the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, they're making everything work there. They look like they got the whole, you know, the whole package of plays that they put in. Um, I mean, everything's clearly. I worry about him getting hurt. Obviously, in the long run. You know, he's going to have to do a little bit better job protecting himself. Um, but he's been great so far, and I definitely love him this week. Yeah, um, another quarterback I would maybe have some interest in is Matt Ryan. Um, just being at home against Arizona. Um, you know, hopefully – I mean, he's averaging 24 fantasy points a game. He's still, he can still throw it. They're just not – they can't put it together on defense, and that really hurts them, you know, in the long run as a team. But – their offense is still putting up points, and he still has freaking Julio Jones. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's got a dynamic weapon there. Yeah, I see a flyer being taken on Ryan. Reasonably priced, too. Quarterback price he had all this week. Um, I guy I had was Jared Goff, obviously. Um, didn't love him last week. Tried to tell you I thought him in Chicago. Didn't think he was going to be that bad. I'll say that, but, I mean, that was pretty pitiful. Um, but I think – Back at home, um, in the conference last week, going against what I would be you know, just the 
a junior varsity level these days. Malcolm Jenkins, the only starter left that's healthy. Um, I don't see any way that we're going to be able to cover Woods and Cooks and any of those guys. Um, I think golf's going to put it up. No love for your boy, Nick Foles? No. Uh, 4,500? 45. Oh, I mean, I want to go see elsewhere. Now, now uh, I got you. Yeah, 4,500 for Nick Foles is not bad, Dom. It's actually a good find. I mean, the Rams, the Rams defense can get lit up. Nick Foles, the savior. Yeah, I mean, we don't, you know, the Eagles offense has been lacking in explosive plays all year. So I wouldn't expect that, but I mean the Rams do they do give up passing yards. That's because uh Carson Wentz is uh you know his career's in a downfall right now. All right. So. Well, you know, he's still uh, let's not go that far. But <laughs> it certainly hasn't it hasn't been a good year. It's been disappointing. It looks like it might be over. Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, uh another quarterback I actually want to mention. I mentioned him last week, Josh Allen. Put up 24.3 fantasy points last week. That's a nice week. <laughs> His last three weeks, 26.3, 33.7, and 24.3. Can't knock it. Yeah. The only thing that scares me about Allen is he's reckless when he runs. He runs aggressively, <laughs> man. He is out of control. I was just going to say that. Runs like, he, I mean, he, does he know he's going to get his head taken off? I mean, I guess when you're, you know, you're, you got his build doesn't really matter because he's a big boy. But yeah, man. he is big. But man, <laughs> he's aggressive. He's a yeah. violent runner. Does he run reckless? Oh, he really. He's looking to run like right away, and he's dalting. Yeah, just darting well, out of there, lowering his shoulder. <laughs> well, I guess when you play for the Bills, there's not many options. Yeah, well, there's you gotta gotta win some way. I guess. I mean, hey, they've won more games than I think people probably expected. <laughs> well, still not good. Josh Allen is an absolute winner. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> Agreed. I can't. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Yeah, I would. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the most like disliked coming into the draft. You know, just because of his long arm. But I mean, he'll. I think he'll have a decent career if he can uh, just manage to not die running like a running back. <laughs> yeah. Just stand if you can get it, Josh. Just you know, if you can get all the bills, he'll have That's a decent awesome. career. True. Yeah, it's probably put true. him in Dallas behind that old line. Oh, he could play old line for Dallas. I mean, <laughs> that's just play tight end. He could be the Whitmer yeah, place. I mean, there's there's many places he could play other than QB if he gets killed running. It's very true. <laughs> All right, so what's uh, let's narrow it down to three quarterbacks. Uh, Dom, who would you narrow it down to? Um, I would say Lamar. Number one, uh, I do like that Josh Allen at number two. And I mean, if you're willing to spend the money, go golf because, like you said, Morris, that Eagles defense is not going to stop. You know, the Rams, the Rams might put up 60 this week, so yeah, but that's if you're willing to bet yeah. 600. So we're not going to stop them, yeah. So, I, um, I got I, yeah, go ahead, Morris. I like Jackson one as well, I think it's the best value. Um, I go golf three and – or golf two, excuse me. And either Ryan or yeah, – you could throw Foles in there maybe at three. Ryan or Foles. Yeah, 
I think if something happens prior to Sunday with like maybe some players getting injured or something on a team, I could I could see me putting Foles in here and like trying to pay, yeah. trying to pay up at receiver or running back. I mean, worth a shot. He, he's I mean, he's definitely good for at least fourteen points. You know, what I'm saying? yeah, it's not out of the question. Yeah, I mean, Foles Foles will have that offense humming. It's whether oh, it, I hope so. Can hum. Yeah, what a story that would be if Foles <laughs> came back in same time of the season, man. Three games to go on the regular season. It's his time to shine. If he somehow got them to the playoffs, Carson Wentz is on the next train out. In <laughs> I don't care. I, I mean, uh, you, there's no, the only... there's no other way that you know he could ever play again if that happens. The city of Philadelphia, honestly, which, for, its own, for its own sanity, better hope that Nick Foles doesn't lead us to a win on Sunday, <laughs> because it, it, people will be losing their minds and. Oh. I'm not going to be able to handle it. Oh, all right, let's uh, let's move on to running backs for Morris has a conniption. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's time. All right, all right, Morris, who you got at RB? Uh, my number one guy, uh, priced a little high at 7,500. I like Leonard Fournette. Um, this Washington defense that they're going against is just a complete abomination now. Um, we all know the injuries that Washington's had, and it seems like the more injuries they had, you know, even on offense with the quarterback and um, quarterbacks and their offensive line, their defense just has not been the same. Uh, early in the year, they've been giving up yards kind of all year. Um, they're pesky about, you know, holding teams low early in the year. But they've just been getting completely exposed recently. Saquon Barkley just ran right through them all, all Sunday last week. Um, Fournette, you know, hasn't been the ideal year for him. Didn't get off the card that he wanted. Pretty much missed, you know, a good chunk of the season with the hamstring injury. He's been getting back in the swing of things recently. Didn't do a whole lot last week. Um, only 14 carries, 36 yards on that, that, that stupid Thursday night game against Tennessee. Um, where that, you know, it was the Cody Kessler show. They basically quit in the second quarter. Um, but before that, he had a couple good games in a row. 95 yards back-to-back weeks, three touchdowns in those two games. Um, and I like him going against just an absolutely shoddy defense um, in, in Washington. Um, and my other guy, uh, you guys are going to love this one, especially you, Dom. My boy, Dalvin Cook, priced at 6500 it's, it's, it, it's a new Minnesota offense. Hey, when you guys roasted me the other week for taking him, he actually had a good game against New England. Nine carries, 84 yards. He had eight catches, only 22 yards, but still eight catches. That's pretty good for fantasy. Um, hasn't found the end zone, I know. But even, you know, had good yards per carry last week. 13 carries, 55 yards. Um, and still had five catches for 28 yards also. I think look for him to get a lot more involved in the ground game, you know, with Filippo getting fired. Mike Zimmer said he's going to be taking over more of the offense. Not the play calls, but he's going to have more of a say in, you know, what goes into the game plan um, and how they try to attack the defense. Um, and I think you can expect a lot more running the ball and a lot more Dalvin Cook against, you know, what's just an average to below average Miami defense. Um, you know, the Patriots kind of went up and down the field all day against them last week. Um, didn't, you know, didn't score enough points, kind of shot themselves in the foot, but really it was pretty easy to move the ball. Um, and I think Minnesota coming off of an absolute couple stinkers in a row is going to be motivated to get back and have a big week at home. You just laid out two reasons I wouldn't take Dalvin Cook this week. And why is that? One, offensive coordinator is gone, right? You have no clue what the offense is going to be like. So You're going to run the ball more. I think you know that. Well, this is the other problem is two. It's never, never a good idea to have a defensive-minded head coach have any <laughs> in the offense. So, for those two you can't disagree with that. For I can't those disagree two, with that. 
And Mike Zimmer is about as old school defense as they get. Um, I don't think he has a clue <laughs> what he could do on offense. I don't either, but he's old school and he wants to smash mouth and pound the rock. So yeah. Well, this is the pro- that's the problem is that what happens if that doesn't work? And then, you know, there's way too many variables for me, you know, that I'm not liking Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Leonard Fournette pick, I do like, uh, even though he is, you know, ranked high with salary, but you know, he's, he's, he's got to show something also towards the end of the season because he was hurt most of the year. He was hurt last year for a little bit. You know, everybody for what they expected of him when he was drafted coming out of LSU was that's going to be a next generational talent at running back. And in my opinion, he has shown flashes of it, but he's never really taken it. Uh, so this is going to be – these next three weeks are going to be big for him. So I think it really does need to start against the Redskins. And what a perfect team to start against. Um, one guy I do like is – and it's going to kill me to say it, but Tyree Cohen against the Packers at 6,300. Um, you know, this defense for the Packers is – you know, they're playing all right. They're not playing great, but they're playing all right. But I, he can torch – absolutely torch the Packers at any given moment. And back in week one, you know, he only had five rushes for 25 yards. But, you know, that was week one, and he's clearly taken over, you know, the main down, you know, back for the Bears. So he's going to get a heavy duty, you know, against the uh, Packers. So I think it will pay off for them. You know, I really hope it doesn't, but I have a feeling it will. Wasn't he big in the uh, in the passing game, I want to say, in week one in that matchup? He had – uh, Let's see, he had three catches for 16 yards. Ah, so I guess not too much. No, but... Yeah, I, I just seem to remember, I feel like he does kind of always thrash the Packers. Yeah, Packers. I mean, he's had good games. He's cover. He had a good game. He had good games against the Packers last year. Yeah. But like I said, this is when Jordan Howard was still the man in Chicago, and that's kind of fallen off a little bit. You know, especially in the passing game. So, you know, and, yeah. And, you know, it could take one run for, you know, one catch for Tyree Cohen. He can take it, you know, 80 yards to the house. And that's the game right there. There's your yeah, game. I like Cohen. I like Cohen, especially this week. Um, So I do like Cohen this week. Yeah. Um, Morris, I'm actually kind of on your side with Dalvin Cook this week. Oh, here we go. Oh, God. And, and Eat that, Dom. Two to one. Dom, you do have a point with. You know, you don't really exactly know what's going to happen with that offense. But, I mean, we're doing a lot of reading and watching with this new uh, coach that's taken over for the plays. He was under Pat Shermer last year when they ran the ball efficiently. Um, So I'm I'm assuming he's going to take over what kind of his methodologies were and just run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Um, And, I mean, Dalvin Cook's a beast. So, I mean, if he gets the rock 20 times, he's going to succeed. So, I think it's going to happen against a really shot Miami run defense. Um, so, Morris, I'm with you there. I'm Dalvin Cook. I like him. Oh, there we oh, go. Okay. Get on the Dalvin Cook train. The guy's got talent, man. That's, that's like saying – Just get him the football. That's like saying you guys want to pick Eli Manning after uh, oh, <laughs> after the it. game. Yeah. You cannot compare that's that. Exact. Dalvin that's... Cook's 23. Eli's like 90. Oh, my God. Every, every time yeah. I've picked – Eli Manning, he's had over 16 points. So I'll, I'll... Eli's been playing well recently. <laughs> yeah, he's been playing well yeah, against. Uh, sneaky good second half of the season for Eli. Yeah, he's been taking. Maybe just enough to bring him back for another great year. Great advantage of really bad teams, and 
teams that have second, third string QBs on them. But yeah. Bring back Eli for another year. Please, Giants. Do it. You know what fantasy doesn't care about? The other team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is true. It doesn't matter. Eli's going to just gonna light up whoever he, whoever's in That's why him. Nick Foles is, should be on your radar. Back oh, QB. Uh, don't, don't hype him up too much, Tom. <laughs> Under the radar, Nick Foles. All right. Um, yeah, I also like Leonard Fournette. Uh, I think he's just priced a little bit high, but yeah, I think if you, if you could find a way to put in your lineup, maybe if you have Foles at your quarterback, then you can uh, slide Fournette in there. He's a beast. Um, the Redskins are just uh, an absolute turmoil. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just don't know what's going on there. Um, DC is not <laughs> a happy place right now. Uh, just hearing it on the streets over here, it's uh, it's not a happy place. Um, and then uh-huh. Tariq Cohen, I'm a little skeptical. I just don't know how this Bears-Packers game is going to go. Um, so I'm a little skeptical about that. But Tariq Cohen's, uh, you know, he's a very good talent player. Um, catch the ball out of the backfield is now playing on first and second down because he can pass block and run block. Um, you know, he can run through the tackles now. You see that block he had on Foster this past Sunday. He just stood him up. Oh, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So good player. Um, I personally have Chris Carson and Joe Mixon on my list this week. Um, Mixon's at 6,100 going up against Oakland and Carson is 5,600 going up against San Francisco. Yeah, I like both those picks, actually. You can never go wrong with Chris Carson these days. Um, really been a sneaky, very, very nice player all season long. An aggression in Forest that kind of, you know, obviously not beast mode level, but kind of mirrors that style um, that they like to have up there in Seattle. Uh, and Mixon, too. I mean, he's really the only offensive player left in Cincinnati with Dalton and Green and Eifert, you know, all going for the year. Um, got a lot of work. and had, He had a good week last week, if I'm not – mistaken i remember him having a lot of yards i thought um against what's a good chargers defense so you know going up against oakland i think he's gonna have a big week too here's here's the sneakiest play of the week doug martin oh my god at 4700 you will not get off this doug martin bandwagon or before you say oh my god what are you thinking he has had a touchdown in his last three games. Three weeks in a row. I see it. 4,700. Now, now, against the Steelers, he only had 9.2 fantasy points, but two week, no, the two prior weeks, he's been double digits. At 4,700 against a Bengals defense, I might take a flyer. I might take a flyer. It is the Bengals defense, which actually played semi-decent for the first time in weeks last week. Um, uh, Martin, I mean, this love affair is just not going to end, I guess, this season. Um, he gets carries, I'll say that. But, you know, you got to hope he finds the end zone. That's the risk with him because he's not going to bust any long runs. The, the, Martin, the Martin pick is uh, – it's actually – it's intriguing because – I don't know if you guys saw, but C.J. Anderson actually – so they signed C.J. Anderson for the reason because they – possibly didn't quite trust their running backs. And then they released him the week later. So, obviously, they're seeing something in Doug Martin and giving him the ball. Um, and for a guy that's going to touch the ball the most on his team as at price at 4700 that's not too shabby going up against Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, he's for 4700 That's the sneakiest play of the week. Book it right now. 
Oh, boy. All right. Book it like that Philly bet you had tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I believe in yeah, – exactly. I believe in Doug Barton just as much as I believe in the Jimmy Butler list Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> Who almost pulled it out, by the way. Oh, yeah, but they're getting their ass kicked the whole night. Let's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> All right. Let's uh... – any other running backs you guys like? Uh, that was it for me. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, let's uh, let's move on to receivers, the pass catchers. Um, I'm going to start. I got a couple names I want to throw out there: um, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore, and Juju. Schuster. What do you guys think about those three? Boyd and Juju, I uh, had on my radar. Um, Juju, you know, just been steady and reliable all year. Um, going up against the, you know, the Pats are obviously going to zero in on trying to stop it. Um, but it seems like no one really stops them. Um, and Boyd also, for the same reason, I like Mixon. You know, those are really the only two guys left. Um, and obviously going against the crap Raiders defense, you know, that's probably going to be Driscoll's number one target. So I could see it. Um, Juju, I love. I think it's absolutely insane how the Steelers are losing with two number one receivers on their team. Um, yeah, I mean, that shows you Mike Tomlin yeah. right there. Um, but Juju, I mean, you could pick Juju every week if you wanted to and be satisfied with whatever points he gets you. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I'm a little more skeptical about. Uh, you know, he's he's become the number one guy, right? And Jeff Driscoll's now QB. And while he's been having, you know, playing all right, at the same time, you know, Tyler Boyd's kind of getting all that attention now that A.J. Green got when he was playing, right? So now Tyler Boyd's getting all that attention, and now you have a guy like John Ross who's getting touchdowns and getting more a little more targets. So, you know, if he can – you know, I get it's the Raiders' defense, but at the same time, I don't know if I really trust Jeff, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll to, uh, you know, find Boyd for seven, eight, you know, targets and have, make sure Boyd catches them all. Uh, that's just my opinion on him. And DJ Moore, I just don't know about this Panthers offense, too. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. It just scares me that they – and, like, we talked about, too, the Saints' of defense has really stepped it up recently. Uh, and, you know, I just don't know what Cam Newton uh, – if he's going to be able to find guys consistently week in and week out. Um you know, it seems like DJ Moore has gotten, you know, pretty good amount of targets each week, you know, eight, eight, nine, eight, but he's also, you know, not catching all of them. So that is another thing that kind of scares me also. And he hasn't had a touchdown in the last three weeks. Uh, so if, I mean, if you're looking for a guy to get you points, you know, I feel like you can find maybe a little bit better than DJ Moore at 5,800. One of those guys I feel like is Alshon Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. Uh. Because of the whole Nick Foles starting this week, Alshon Jeffrey had a slow season, you know, but he had a, a decent game against the Cowboys. Uh, he had a touchdown, right? A bunch of targets finally his way. And yeah, think, second half he started getting targeted. Yeah, and I think if the Eagles, you know, I don't think they'll be in this game for very long, but if they want to show they have something, you know, some sort of life in them, Jeffrey's going to have to play a, a big role, and Nick Foles is going to want to, you know, he's the number one receiver. Nick Foles is going to need to find him, and I think it's definitely a connection to look for this week. Yeah, I love Alshon. You know, I'll, you know, love him for ever what he did last year. Obviously, he had an unbelievable Super Bowl. Um, it just, you know, seems like 
just hasn't been a season. Hasn't really had that same connection with Carson that he did last year. Obviously, it's Foles now, and he played well still with Foles in there last year. Um, also had a good game against the Rams last year, too. Um, can see it, maybe. Just, you know, he just hasn't been getting the targets week in and week out, you know, like he did a year ago. Seems like as great as Ertz has been this year, I think at times Wentz has locked into him maybe a little too much um, and kind of shied away from guys like Alshon and Aguilar. That are, that are talented players that have sort of gotten been forgotten about in our offense at times. So it's risky. Uh, it's possible, but it's it's definitely a little risky. Well, yeah, but, I, you know, so is going with, you know, they're all – and Tyler Board, DJ Moore, and Al are your only, you know, 300 within $300 apart. So it's not like it's a, a crazy – you know, any three of them are, I feel like, are risky. But it just comes down to really – which quarterback do you almost trust more? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like more this week for that reason, just because I think Cam. I mean, Cam looks like he's hurt. I don't think his shoulder is one hundred percent at all. That offense has really fallen off a cliff the last month or so, um, and it's, it just seems like he's not healthy. Yeah, and then there's another guy I was looking at too is uh, D.D. Westbrook at forty five hundred. Uh, in that game against the Titans on Thursday night, he was about the only you know, shining star of that Jaguars offense, you know, 88 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, he's had a kind of a up and down season, but it seems like Cody Kessler is trying to, you know, trying to make him the number one guy. And against, like we talked about before, the Redskins, yeah, they're done, you know, stick a fork in them. They're done. Uh, so I think you have to kind of look at DD Westbrook too at 4,500. If you want to go a little bit lower at the receiver position. Westbrook too. It's just you know the quarterback position there. You never know, um, but he could be a possible favorite target of Kessler. Um, my two guys were Dom, your boy Devontae Adams. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you can never go wrong with. Can Devontae. never go wrong with Adams. He's probably, right. you know not priced too uh, you know unreasonable this week. Seventy nine hundred. Um, I think he's around the top ten range, um, but you really can't go wrong with him. I mean, he's just a stud week in and week out. Um, no matter who they're playing against. So, you know, and I certainly think if they're going to have any chance to beat the Bears, the Rodgers-Adams connection is going to need to be uh, – it's going to be need to be on a game. Um, and my other guy, uh, another Ram going against the crappy Eagles secondary, Robert Woods. I just don't think anybody's going to be able to cover this guy. Um, I think he's going to beat up whoever whoever puts on him. He gets in the slot. You know, he's just too physical for some of these other cornerbacks. You, you know, even the good ones, and the Eagles don't have really any good ones that are currently out there playing. Um, so Woods or Cooks, you can't you can't really go wrong with either. Yeah, I would agree. I, you know, that Rams team is way too high powered. Uh, you know, either one of those guys are going to get you a lot of points this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really all I really think of the receiver position this week. Not, yeah, not good matchups for and the guys who you know are priced high. If you don't want to spend that much money at the receiver position, if you don't have to, really. The receiver position is kind of that. Can I find a diamond in a rough this week? And there's not many, you know, the quarterback. You know, this point long at this point in the season, it's just kind of risky. Any receiver you take, unless you're on a team like the Rams or, you know, like the Saints or even the Cowboys. Now, you know, just it's risky. Anybody you pick. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, you know, when I was saying DJ Moore, I'm like. He's going to have a great freaking matchup in the slot going up against the Saints. But, like, Cam Newton, something wrong with his shoulder. You know, it's like 
it's never simple. And, and I feel like someone priced at 5,800 should be like, yeah, I can play them with confidence. They're going to get over 12, 13, 14 points. I don't really feel that confident in it, but I feel more confident in him than like anybody else that's out here on the board this week. So like, I feel like I had to, you know, mention him and same with Tyler Boyd. I'm like 5,700 for Tyler Boyd. He's the number one wide receiver. But yeah. again, I don't feel crazy confident about it. It's going to get his targets. And yeah, it's just a bad week. I mean, there's not, you know, a lot of the guys that are priced low that are good value. I just, you know, I'm not a hundred percent confident really in any of them. And then, you know, there's, that are priced heavily that probably will have big weeks, but they're priced a little high. Yeah, it's that's just the kind of you know, welcome to a week. What is it? Week 14? Week 15. Week 15. I lose track. I don't even care. I thought the Packers, <laughs> I thought the Packers season was over three weeks ago, and somehow they're still oh. so. Uh, but going back to, like, Tyler Boyd, for example, uh, you know, last – what four weeks he's got one touchdown in that same time span John Ross has three touchdowns so that's the kind of what you look at when you know you say oh well should I spend this money for Tyler Boyd or should I go somewhere else and find the receiver maybe the same price but somebody who I know is going to get you know a touchdown or more a lot more points than him yeah absolutely um I think what hurts this week is is you know a the two Saturday games um, there's some good players in those games, like from the Texans. You got Lamar Miller, DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki QT should be back, Demarius Thomas, Sean Watson, and then from the Browns in that Browns uh, Broncos game, you got Baker, and then you got uh, Jarvis Landry who's coming out hot right now. Um, Callaway, Nick Chubb, and then from the Broncos you got Philip Lindsay, and that's pretty much it right now from there. But yeah. Philip uh, Lindsay, that is the Philip Lindsay show going on there in Denver. Yeah, so and those all those players are off the board this week because of those games. Plus the Thursday night game is Chargers and Chiefs, who have each have oh. four weapons on their team. Yeah, you a know, lot of injuries in that game, but it sounds yeah, I mean, still loaded with weapons regardless. Yeah, exactly. I, if if the Chargers were playing on Sunday, I think Austin Eckler would be back. But yeah, and even Gord, is Gordon going to play? Um, it's questionable at this moment. I think it's uh, going to be a a decision tomorrow morning, yeah. I was hearing that foot's not healing well, or as as was it his knee? I think it was his knee. I thought it was his foot. I thought it was knee. Ah, well, regardless. Either way, whatever is not healing well. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, so all those weapons are taken out. Um, so that gives us. There's not a lot, not a lot of low options this week that we can really go to. Um, you kind of have to stay in the middle and then pick your one, either your one running back or your one receiver, and uh, hopefully they go off. Yeah, that's welcome to week 15. Exactly. So uh, let's move on to tight ends. Dom, who you have at tight end this week? I'm pretty much, you know, I'm riding the Cameron Bray trade uh, train until he falls off. <laughs> that's that's pretty much my tight end this week. Uh, you know, two touchdowns last week. We always we always say Jameis is finding him. You know, loves to find him in the red zone. So until he has a bad game, I'm not going to stop picking him. Yeah, price well. I mean, very low at four thousand. Um, great value again with Braid. Only two catches last week, and they were both for touchdowns. Oh, that's um, all. It's all. It's, it's all. It's all you need. Jameis does love throwing the ball to him. Jameis is kind of check down king. 
really doesn't throw the ball downfield much at all. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I don't see why Bray wouldn't be a good play. Um, my guy had uh, Eric Ebron. I think if there's one weakness in the Dallas defense, it's covered the tight ends over the middle of the field. Um, Ertz really had a huge week against them the first time we played them. Um, and Goddard kind of sliced Dallas up last week, um, as other tight ends have done this year too. Um, those linebackers are so aggressive that are a little slow sometimes dropping Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Um, and Ebron has been Lux guy all season. He's got 13 freaking touchdowns on the year, which is really incredible. Um, had another one last week and just consistently gets, you know, anywhere from eight to 10 targets. It seems got 16, even two weeks ago uh, against Jacksonville. Um, so I think I don't think you can go wrong with Ebron either. Yeah, I, I like. Um, I mean, Cameron Bray, uh, just you know, Redso machine. Um, where the Ravens can be beat is actually the tight end position. So hopefully, James finds them. You know, one or two times. I mean, he had two receptions for twelve yards, but he had two. <laughs> that's just unbelievable. Just absurd. And his his catches were nice too. They weren't like, oh, you know, he's wide open. Lofted to like he had to beat defenders on that one towards the side. Um, and we had to turn his back on a back shoulder throw. It was amazing. It was a really nice catch. But, um, anyway, update on Melvin Gordon. Um, it's going to come down to a game time decision tomorrow night, just before kickoff. Maybe. So, yeah. And it's his knee, not his foot. Oh. Knee, there we go. I thought I heard it, but something was, I mean, I knew it was the knee too, but. I thought I heard something about – he hurt his foot. When, did he hurt his foot at some point? Yeah, early, uh, I might have early in the year. Yeah, yeah. Foot yeah. But, um, hey, that's going to be huge if he can play because that might be the ticket for the Chargers to, uh, you know, get themselves into the AFC West first place. So, Yeah, they got a shot. But anyway, for, for my tight ends, I, Morris, I like I really like Ebron. Um, I think he's that, like you said, that's where Dallas can be beat as well. Um, another pick that I have is is Gronk. He's been uh, playing pretty well, um, and the Steelers can also be beat at tight end position. You saw with Jared Cook last week. Oh, so, get a monster game. Yeah, I, I don't think I I can see Gronk having a similar game. Um, obviously, his, him running after the catch isn't as good any, anymore, but. I mean, he still makes those crazy catches. He's big and physical. So, I think at his price, um, he's looking pretty decent this week, too. Yeah, Gronk's been coming on um, a little bit. And I feel like he always, every year, just just hurts the Steelers. Um, I want to say last year, when they were going down, after Gronk, after Gronk, seems like he's, he always gets unleashed against Pittsburgh. Um, and, yeah, and he's been coming on as of late, and they're going to need him for the stretch run. So, I like that pick. Yeah, I mean, I like the ground pick. Ebron, I mean, what a season he's been having, huh? Really. 13 touchdowns, unbelievable. Has rejuvenated his career in Indianapolis, I can tell you that. Uh, this is what the Detroit Lion fans, you know, hope for. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in terms of the tight end position, uh, I just don't like spending a lot here because, you know, we've talked about it before. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Yeah, we, we kind of spent high, not high, but decent on uh, Njoku a few weeks ago, and he gave us nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. True. And, uh, you know, that's why I kind of stick with Cameron Braid every week until he kind of slows down at fourth out. And he's always priced reasonable. I like, you know, 
two catches and two touchdowns. That's all you need. Now four thousand dollars. He's already doubled his value. Uh, so, I think Cameron Bray is still your guy, unless you can somehow talk yourself into, you know, pretty much going with another wide receiver and either Ertz, Kittle, Ebron, or Gronkowski, even Cook, even Cook. Yeah, actually, the the top tier tight ends actually this week are not bad. Um, <laughs> they're actually decent plays. I mean. Um... Yeah, like you said, Cook, Gronk, Ebron, Kittle, Ertz, Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey's tomorrow, but they're all good plays. I don't – I mean, Kittle last week went freaking bananas. Yeah, he went crazy. Uh, oh, that was insane. But, like, yeah. but like those guys, those tight ends are virtually your uh, fourth receiver. You can pretty much have five receivers in your lineup each week if you really wanted to, and you picked one of these guys at tight end. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, if that's the only way I would ever go high at tight ends if – is if uh, you can kind of justify, you know, well, I can have another receiver, but is it going to fit my lineup and what's the matchup and all that? When you can just stick with Cameron Brayton, say, oh, there's a touchdown. There's his points. Nice job. <laughs> yeah, I, I love how Cameron Brayt, like, has two catches and his price jumps up $500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just classic. It's he was at thirty five hundred last week, thirty seven hundred the week before, uh, and then thirty six hundred um, the week prior. I mean that's crazy for a tight end who's who gets what he what his value is pretty much a touchdown. That's just crazy that he's still priced that low. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, we covered a decent amount of tight end. Um, I think we had to limit it to three. It would be Bray, uh, Gronk, and Ebron. Can you guys agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's move on to defense. I hate this. Love defense, <laughs> man. My favorite part. Uh, um, I guess my one pick would maybe be the Buffalo Bills. I was gonna say that too. It's such a good Bills defense. The Bills. I say you just throw it all into two thousand dollars and go against you know go against pick the Panthers and go against the Saints. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's wise. You know who who cares? It's defense. Yeah, who cares? You don't it's... want to save money for this. Even though I mean, Jacksonville against Washington is a good. Uh, it's thirty four hundred. It's the most heavily priced, but yeah, it's it's Josh Johnson for God's sake. Maybe maybe take a flyer on the Cowboys at twenty three hundred and hope they, you know. Don't have you know it's not prime time I know so their defense probably won't show up. Yeah, I don't I don't love Dallas this week. I gotta be honest. <laughs> but, I, well, like because, I actually think they're gonna come back down because they have a prime time defense. That's why they do, and it's also they get beat by the tight ends, man. I think in luck, luck's been really good this year. I think luck. I think an elite quarterback can. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say that really. I mean, we saw what Drew Brees did against their defense, virtually nothing. Um, but on the road, they're not on the road. They're not the same either. I don't love Dallas this week. No, but you know, I mean, I would, I'd say screw it, just pick the Panthers, Eagles, or Forty ers and hope that you get like two points out of them. <laughs> I like our Bills pick, Tina. Roll with <laughs> yeah, I, I do like where you're going with that, Dom. Though it's just like, yeah, who cares if they get four points? Then you, you know, we surpass the value and we're good there. Um, we spend up elsewhere. I actually, Dom, I like the Packers defense a little bit. As you should, as you should. Oh my God! Really, Packers defense. They've been playing well. 
they yes, have, they they have played they have played better than with. Okay, I'll tell you this right. With Breland at at cornerback, the Packers are a much better defense than without him. Say what you want about him in the past, but all that guy all that guy does is ball out when he's when he's actually playing. That's the thing is that he hasn't been playing, but because he's been hurt. But man, he is something else this year. <laughs> I actually always thought he was decent with Washington too. They hated him. I mean, he he had a lot of dumb penalties. I remember, but I always thought he had talent. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, he had a pick six last week. Uh, I believe another game he had played in. I mean, he's only played in a few games this year, you know, because he was dealing with injury. But I think he's got at least two picks on the season. Um, and he's another. He's he's kind of like a almost a veteran presence for a young secondary in the Packers. And uh, you know, they're just they're It's I don't you know I don't know if Mitch is ready to handle. Packers Bears game when something's on the line for the Packers and it's going to be freezing cold. <laughs> I just don't know if Mitch can handle that. Might not be able to. It's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, the if the Packers can force a couple of turnovers early and Rodgers starts slinging it all over the Packers, you know, it could uh, it could turn around quick. So yeah, might not be a bad play at twenty three hundred. And I think you also have to remember too is. That Packers, the Packers offense pretty much destroyed the Bears in that week one and second half. <laughs> you know, first half is whatever. Rodgers goes down. The Sean Kaiser comes in, and that was just a disaster. <laughs> uh, but going into the second half, I mean, the Packers threw the ball all over the Bears. And now they have Aaron Jones because he didn't, you know, he was suspended at um, week one. And we saw when the Giants played the Bears, is the way to beat the Bears defense is. That's the run is the the pass the uh, rush against them. So, you know, I you know, I would agree with you, Tino, that the defense is definitely one to look at. And at twenty three hundred, you can get a lot of value for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think they get double turnovers and turn it into about six or seven fancy points. So, not too shabby there. So, but. I still go with, you know, screw it, pick the lowest, save save your money. Pick, you know, hope hope that the value even drops. You know, sometimes they do drop. Um, and see what you can get for them. <laughs> yeah, it's defense to crapshoot. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we covered all positions. Let's move on to our predictions. Um, we'll start with Thursday Night Football. What a game this is going to be, huh? Yeah, we got a good one. We got a great one this week. Uh, Morse, uh, who do you like? Yeah, for first place in the uh, in the entire AFC, I think. Um, not just the division. Um, I think the Chiefs wrap it up this week. They'll clinch the division. I think a bye, so if they win. Um, seems like they sort of just down the Chargers. Uh, close one. I'll go Chiefs 31-26, Chiefs. Uh, I'm going Chargers to win this game. Uh, I think they're, they are – they need. They're ready for win this division. I think, you know, the Chargers in the past have kind of been a dumpster fire at this point of the year. Uh, but I just don't think the Chiefs are the same team without Kareem Hunt. And you know, wears out too. Yeah, just uh, he because Kareem Hunt's a huge part of that offense, and it takes two magical throws by Mahomes who to beat the Ravens. Uh, 
you know, I just don't know if this offense is the same without Kareem Hunt. So let's go Chargers. Um, yeah, I want the Chargers to win so badly. Uh, it's actually tough for me to pick this week for this game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to stick with the Chargers. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven, real tight one. It's going to be a doozy. Excited for it. Philip Rivers, MVP. Rivers is yeah, man. He, he's an underrated pick. That's probably yep. some good value right now if you want to throw some money on that. <laughs> Rivers MVP odds. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on to Saturday. Um, Saturday NFL football. Weird stuff. Uh, Jets. <laughs> Jets. Texans. I'll start. Uh, oof. <laughs> the Jets pull it out, baby. 24, oh, man. 24-20 Jets. Got, getting my hopes up from that win last week. I think the Jets playing tough, too. I don't think they're going to win. I, I'm going to say Houston 23-20, but I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a battle of which quarterback can handle the weather better. It's going to be 48 degrees and raining all day here. Uh, I think the Jets pulled this one out. And I think – Todd Bowles gets himself a contract next year. Oh, man. <laughs> really? He gets to stay if they pull this one out. Oh, jeez. I'll tell you what. People won't be happy about it. <laughs> no. Uh, sports radio up here would be electric. All these that. guys are getting their jobs saved. They're cutter. Oh, except, Mike, except Mike McCarthy. Yeah, well, you knew, you knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to that Saturday night game. Um, Browns, Broncos. Morris, who you got? Uh, you know, I kind of like the way Denver was playing before a couple of devastating injuries, lost Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Harris Jr. Um, and I like the way the Browns are playing. I think Baker, you know, he's had a nice second half of the season. Uh, you know, obviously a tough test going into Denver, hostile environment. But I'll go with the Brownies. I think uh, I'll go 27-21 Browns. Yeah, I think the Browns pull this one out. I just think the Broncos are done after uh, Manuel Sanders tore his Achilles. I don't think there's yeah. any hope they, you know, there's a lot of hope that they go in and kind of roll and come, somehow find their way in the playoffs. I just think that dream is over without Emmanuel Sanders. So I think the Browns win. And that pains me to say because if they win, they hit the over on their season and I lose money. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, um, I think the injury that affects the Broncos more is the Chris Harris Jr. Uh, injury uh, at, at the cornerback position. Um, yeah, it's brutal. It's a tough injury. Yeah, they, 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 lost two big, they lost two big pieces in less than a week, so that's really tough. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Broncos because it's at night and at home. They always play it well at night and at home. They somehow find a way to win those games. So go. 2017 Broncos. Ooh. That offense. Um, all right, let's move on to Sunday. Let's start with Seattle at San Fran. More. So you got uh, Seattle. They're rolling. Um, Seahawks. I'll go. 20, uh, 28, 28, 18. Seahawks. <laughs> That's cool. 18, man. Goofy scores, man. You see it every you see it every week now. Um, I'm actually going to pick the Niners in this game because I think Seattle. You know, they obviously have a spot locked up in the wild card. I would say, I would say they're pretty safe. I don't think there's any way unless an epic collapse happens. Uh, but at the same time, I think they might get a little too complacent. 
and the 49ers take advantage of that. And what's the uh, most dangerous team to play at this time of the year? A team that has nothing to lose. So I think the Niners pull this one out. Uh, I can't say the Niners are going to pull this one out just because of the score of the last game, um, which was just an absolute obliteration of them. <laughs> but I think it will be much, much closer, especially being at home at uh, Candlestick. Um, I got the Seahawks 27-23. to Going to be a good one. Um, Dom, let's move on to uh, Big Ben uh, and uh, Tom Brady matchup. Um, who you got in this one? Uh, Patriots, I don't think. I think the Steelers are done, too. <laughs> I think that team is kind of falling apart. Especially, you got Big Ben calling people out now. Um, that team's in turmoil. Patriots win. Oh, yeah, so we're experiencing te- technical difficulties here. Um, hopefully, Morris gets back on here. Um, but, yeah, back to it. Um I actually am – yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Patriots. Uh, it's going to be a real good game. Um, I'll go 30-24 Patriots. Uh, big day for um, James White and Sonya Michelle both. Ooh, they both had their thunder stolen on, uh, on Sunday against the Dolphins with uh, – what's his name? Devlin. James Devlin is an absolute vulture, and he lost me my fantasy. <laughs> All I needed was Michelle to get that carry, and I'm sitting pretty in fantasy, but I am out because of James Devlin, who has four carries on the year and three touchdowns. All right. He lost, he lost, he lost me a player's touchdown bet, too. I had a nice one going, and he was the only player not to score a touchdown. Oh, jeez. All right. Let's, let's move on before uh, I get mad. Andrew Luck and uh, going up against Dallas this week. Who you got? Colts or, Colts or Cowboys? Um. I got the Colts close. I think it's going to be a lot close. I don't think that these teams are going to play particularly well. Uh, but I think the Colts win close. You know, maybe you know, maybe a field goal, probably twenty three twenty. But I don't think it's going to be a very uh, well played game. Both teams need this win, by the way, too. So yeah, I I like the Colts as well. Um, I'm going to go with a score of 21-17. Um, Lux to have a really good day. I think Ebron is too. Um, yeah, I mean, the, both defenses are actually playing pretty well, which is uh, not what you would think if you thought back to last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely, definitely both teams are turned around really quickly. Um, let's move on to Dolphins heading into Minnesota. Uh, I think the Dolphins ride high after their win last week. And they uh, they go into Minnesota and win. I just think there's too much going on in Minnesota right now. Um, one being you paid a quarterback $84 million guaranteed and can't beat any good teams. And the Dolphins, you know, obviously had the big win against the Patriots. I think they end up going into Minnesota and winning. And this team is a lot different with Ryan Tannehill, a quarterback, instead of Brock Tober. So... Yeah, that's going to play a real difference in this game too. So they're just not the Dolphins you've kind of seen this year. But we'll see. I need the Vikings to lose, so I'll never pick the Vikings. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I like your points. I do think Minnesota's going to pull this one out, though. Um, <laughs> Kirk Cousins usually 
good against very average teams and bad against really good teams, as we've seen. Um, I'll go 27 to 23 things. Let's move on to Arizona heading into Atlanta. Um, I think the you know Falcons come back and they win this. You know, they two seasons to forget for these both both of these teams want more so the Falcons because obviously playoff aspirations every year. But I think the Falcons come in and they just absolutely blow out uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going to go 28-17 Falcons. Um, I don't think it's ever going to be close. Yeah, this, there's too much on this Falcons. I mean, Julio Jones is still Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley has, you know, plays, I feel like, better at home. Yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 move on to Tampa at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore rolls. I don't think this game will be really – actually – you know, what? I think this game might be a little bit closer. Uh, so I shouldn't say Baltimore rolls because Lamar Jackson's kind of played in. You know, well, am I ever going to have my job? Is this the week I get taken away from me? But now he's got it. So now he's got a lot to prove, especially with the season winding down, playoffs on the line, and kind of what's going to happen next year. Uh, so they're kind of in a similar situation as the Eagles are with Foles and Wentz. <laughs> so um, I think. The Ravens do win, but I'll say it's close, and they don't roll. Yeah, I got the Ravens as well. Um, I think it's going to be close for a long time, um, but the Tampa Bay defense won't be able to hang around long enough. Um, I got 24-17 Ravens. Let's move on to a real uh, fun game here, Detroit at Buffalo. Uh, I think Buffalo wins. I think Josh Allen, like like you were said before, Josh Allen's a winner. All he wants to do is win. So I think that role, you know, goes in and they beat the Lions. Yeah, I got Buffalo as well. Um, 23-16, Buffalo, Josh Allen, big day, possibly three touchdowns. <laughs> three touchdowns and a safety. From that's, the- that's a huge day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to – Another doozy, Oakland at Cincinnati. The former Florida quarterback who left us for Louisiana Tech pulls this one out, um, and they beat the Raiders. Ooh, all right. I don't think there's going to be any defense in this game. Um, It'd be nice to see if there was no defense in this game. That's all you want in these kind of games. Yeah, I'm actually going to go in a shootout, Derek Carr over Driscoll. Um, so Raiders over Bengals, 31 to 28. My bold prediction of the week comes in this game too. I think John Ross has an absolute field day. All right. Let's see it. Big, uh, big deep threat here. Good in the red zone. All right. Another, uh, decent game here. Titans at the Giants. Giants with playoff implications in this game, as well as the Titans. Um, so my points have been. Eli has been getting lucky against really bad teams <clears throat> as a team have been playing quarterbacks who have been second string, third string. If you take, you know, the Bucks win and you look at it, you know, Jameis Winston is, you really don't know what Jameis Winston is at this point in his career. Uh, 
So they you know playing the Texans and Mariota, I think is going to be a, a very big change scenery for them, and I think the Titans win this. Yeah, I got the Titans as well. Um, twenty four twenty, be a good game. Um, <laughs> I don't think Derrick Henry will have nearly as good of a game as uh, he did last week. No, I don't think you'll ever see Derrick Henry. He, that guy needed like oxygen and like a week off of practice after that game. <laughs> <laughs> you probably did. Ugh, all right. Um, Washington at Jacksonville. Yikes. Ugh. Do we know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Redskins? Yeah, it's Josh Johnson. Ugh. Well, I think Mark Sanchez makes an appearance and somehow the Redskins pull this off. <laughs> actually, no, screw that. I actually have the under on the Redskins win total this year, and they can't win another game. So, uh, go Jaguars. <laughs> I'm also going to say the Jaguars are going to somehow find a way to win. These are two teams playing that just – I'm even not sure if either of them want to be there. Um, but no one wants to be embarrassed more than the other. <laughs> this, so. this, game, this game could easily end at like 9-5 to five somehow with the Jaguars winning. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's, that's my score. I'll, I'll go 10-7 I'll go Jags. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on to your Packers, Dom. Oh, we'll win. I don't even want to say a score. It's just win. It's going to Chicago and beat the pants off of the Bears. I also have the Packers, and I'm going with a score of 28 to 27. It's going to be real tight. Now, how do they win this? Because there's been some epic battles in Chicago, the Packers and the Bears, and the Packers pulling them out. We've had B.J. Raji recovering a fumble for a touchdown and doing the Raji shuffle. We've had Randall Cobb catching a monster pass in Week 17 for a touchdown. We've had Jordy Nelson a few years ago catching a monster pass to win in Chicago. So, what do you? What is the? What is it going to be this year? If you're at 28-27, it's going to be something with Jair Alexander. Oh, I would love that. I'm not sure what it is. Either pick six or uh, scoop and score. But Jair Alexander, definitely oh, the reason they win. That would be awesome. So he's so good. Defensive rookie of the year in my books. He's definitely up there. I would have to agree with that. Um, it's going to be hard to beat Van Der Esch, though. Well, yeah, it's just Cowboys bias. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's going to be hard to beat Van Der Esch. Um, and uh, all right, let's move on to Sunday night game. Um, Morris isn't here to yell about the Eagles, so uh, I'm not going to. But <laughs> I really want Morris on this right now so he can sing. The theme song to the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Nick Foles delivers the W, creates turmoil in all of Philadelphia. And it's Nick Foles' team. This is it. Goodbye, Carson Wentz. I, I actually want the Eagles to win because that would be great. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams, though. Uh no way they get sh- um, shot down after uh, two weeks in a row. Sean McVay will not let this happen. Um, I think they're going to win 34-23. See, I think this is the, what's the problem with the Rams is, you know, their defense is good, but it's not great. So what you saw last week, I mean, obviously last week was extreme with the cold weather, but when you got, you know, the offense isn't doing great, it's, you know, whatever. 
you know, you're probably going to lose that game. So what? You're still going to the playoffs. But when they're, you know, they're putting up points, they're usually getting a lot of points scored against them too. And <laughs> Nick Foles, you know, I've always liked Nick Foles. I've, I've always thought he was a good QB. Um, and he just does something to that offense that is so different than Carson Wentz. There's such a different dynamic with him. I don't know what it is. So that's why I'm picking the Eagles. All right. Well, I'm sure – I think Morris was actually going to pick the Rams this week. but Yeah, he uses, like, he uses like some weird reverse psychology on the Eagles to win. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever works, works. It's like a voodoo down there in Philly. Yeah, they're, uh, they're wild. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to Monday night. Going to be a pretty good game. The uh, Panthers are hosting the Saints. Oh, I think the Saints blow out the Panthers. I don't think no. Like I said before, I just don't. I don't. I've never really understood why the Panthers have been considered a really good team. They did go to the Super Bowl a few years. I get that, but I just feel like Cam Newton screws up that team. <laughs> I just think he's too different for that type of team. And different as in he does so many things well that those guys just can't, you know, you pretty much waste him on that team. You know, Greg Olson, year in, year out hurt. Uh, Fuentes, three games, touchdowns, whatever, gone the rest of the season, disappears, one target, maybe a game, no running game. Well, now they have McCaffrey, so it's kind of, you know, it's amped up. But still, now you're even wasting him. But that team just stinks right now. So, go Saints. Yeah, they're reeling. Um, like I said, like if you saw this game at the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, wow, the Panthers played the Saints on week 15 and week 17. It's going to be crazy. And now it's like, eh, it's probably not going to be that crazy. Yeah. I mean, five five weeks ago, you're saying to yourself, this could be for the division. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, but it's not um, – I do think Carolina is going to come out and play tough, and I think McCaffrey's going to have a really big day. But I just don't think it's going to be enough. Um, I think the Saints are going to win. Uh, I got them 30-23. Yeah, I mean, and the Saints too. You know, you want they want to come out and have just a big game on offense because they've been slowed down a little bit. Uh, you know, I know they scored a lot, you know, a bunch of points last week against the Bucks, but they were slowed down a lot in the first half. Obviously, against the Cowboys, they were slowed down. So, you know, if I'm the Saints, I'm not I'm not wanting to roll into the postseason where, I, you know, people think, oh, my offense isn't really that good. <laughs> yeah, we can shut it down. They're not going to put up tons of points against us. And I don't even – I think it feels like Kamara has just disappeared from that team. Like, yeah, he's just been – he's been limited. Um, I'm not sure – quite sure what it is. Um, he doesn't look the same over the past couple of weeks. So I'm not I'm not too positive no, on that. He's he's just like I don't know if he's you know out celebrating Mardi Gras early in you know New Orleans or what, but I mean he's just disappeared. Yeah, him him and uh, Ingram found their way to double digit fantasy points each last week. So, yeah. um, you know as long as they're both there, um, they're they're both going to get combined about thirty points each week. Just depends on who has the higher. Um, you know, the higher amount of touches and whatnot. But I think if they're both used evenly, they can't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, it is very, you know, they do have a great one-two punch there. But, I mean, Kamara's only got one touchdown. And that last touch in the last few weeks, and that touchdown was against Philly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but, man. But I, it's, I think it will be a blowout, though, for the Saints. All right. Well, we covered all the games. 
Um, that is it for tonight. Um, we have uh, covered everything, and we just want to remind you to visit juggermag.com. Look through the site. We're putting out great underdog stories um, three to four times each week. Uh, we put out this podcast, and our coworker and boss, Tyler O'Shea, puts out a Hustle and Motivate podcast, which is really nice. Um, definitely something to listen to in the mornings. It's really good. I don't know about you, Dom, but I listen to it whenever it comes out each uh, on that morning. Yeah, I do. I do listen to it each week. Uh, it's very good, and people he has on it are extremely interesting. Now, just what they were before they did all the great things they do now. Yeah, especially the last one. The last one was a great podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, with uh, the winner of Flunk, uh, Funk Master Flex Contest, so oh, yeah, that was quality. That was a good one <laughs> from Long very, Island. Yeah, that was a very good podcast. So definitely give that one a listen. Absolutely, I think there's one coming out um, tomorrow, Thursday morning. So look out for it on uh, JokerMag.com, and also um, sign up for DraftKings on the top of our website. Uh, you give a $5 deposit and you get a free entry. So to set up your DraftKings lineup using our help and uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. And I'm sure Morris will love to say as, you know, since he can't, you know, afford a very good phone to have an app on, um, he would say, Nick Foles, lead us to the promised land. We don't want Carson anymore. And then he would say, go Bert. Yeah, And go pack, go. Let's get to the playoff, Rogers. Let's do it. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.